In this week's episode, we're heading abroad again. Kinda. To taste the Penderin Kelt single malt Welsh whiskey. And we talk to singer songwriter and YouTube creator Mary Spender. She's an awesome talent. I think you're going to enjoy it. And as always, you can stumble upon some extra content from us on those cheeky little devices you have in your hand and in your house. At Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to, you know, like or whatever it is they say to do. Uh, subscribe, follow. Is that, is that it, Nick? Is that yes. it? Review. Review. On Reviews your favourite podcast platform. But, yes. you know, the most important thing is you hear you're listening. You've yeah. got great ears. We look love your ears. Your ears. You've got some look great at those ears. ears. Oh, look at those ears. Those ears. Beautiful ears. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Welcome to episode 24, the show that almost <laughs> didn't happen. Uh, I'm Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. I love how uh, sure you were then, Dave. 24? 24. <laughs> yes, 24. One before 25. Um, a, lot has, a lot has happened. Uh, we, the, episode 24 wasn't supposed to happen like this, Nick. You know that. I you know, know that. I know that. So I'm I'm still confused as to what's going on. It's nothing in the world, to be confused but... about. We're just not, we're just, you know, just shifting it. We're, we're doing one it. of our uh, special reserve episodes. It's 26, you see. So right. after today, Perfect. this is our last kind of. Um, in the now show for a couple of so weeks. Not last, last normal show, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've got some special treats coming up on the next yeah. couple of weeks, which we'll tell you about at the end of the show, I reckon. We certainly do. So yeah. for now, should we just crack on with episode 24? Four? <laughs> Four? <laughs> oh, mate, don't. I've got a story about that. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on with it before it gets into a golf story. Sting me. <laughs> Whiskey bots roll out. I don't, mate. I was I was playing golf last week, mate. This isn't this is. Oh, here the we truth. go. Here oh. we go. Yeah. I was playing I was playing golf last week, and I had it all. There's the music. Hang on. <laughs> um, <laughs> hang on. I got a problem with the screen. I know you you went sideways, mate. It's all gone wrong. Oh, he's gone. All, he's on his side. Oh, hang on. Oh, 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 and we're back in the room. Anyway, okay. Um, yeah. So. Oh, mate, it was awful. I was playing golf last week with, with Justin, uh, the keyboard player in my function band, and I did the worst tee shot ever. Yeah. And it went it went Where over the other, to the over to the next hole, and there were two guys walking past it, and I shouted, Oh! Oh. Um, and uh, as I walked up to hit to get the ball, one of them looked at me and went, that was really close. Like, skimmed the top of their heads. I said, like, I did shout, and I was like, oh, we didn't hear you. I was like, oh, God. What, what, I need to kill someone on the golf course. Would have been a story. You would have like apologised, gone for a pint, and he could have been your be- <laughs> new best mate. You know, and then next thing you know, you're both wearing Danny Graff t-shirts. You know, <laughs> you never know what might happen. You never know. Yeah. You do never know. Anyway, this week's whiskey going to another foreign country, aren't we, Dave? <laughs> it's a whole other place, mate. You used to have to pay country. to get in. You do, you do have to pay to get in, not to get out. You used to. No, no, they changed that, mate. That's all gone. Oh, good. Yeah, they got rid of that this year, last well, year. Anyway. Yeah, but we're going to Wales. We are sampling the Penderin Kelt. Yes, single malt Welsh whiskey. Yeah, I forgot about that bit, but you are correct. It is a single malt. It is a single malt. 100% multi barley. That's what that means. Mm. Yes, Dave. Yes, so it's the same old story, Dave. How many times have we heard this story so far? It's the same as like Mac Mira and countless others. On their website, their brand story starts with distilling in Wales was a lost art. Yeah? Yeah. But in the late 1990s, in a pub, (laughs) in a small (laughs) post-industrial Welsh Valley town, a group of friends drank and chatted about establishing the first whiskey distillery in Wales for over a century. (laughs) You're kidding me. You're kidding me. No, that's what's on their website. Were, were uh, they musicians? Remember when I made that up about the McMira guys? Yeah, I remember that they were musicians. That up, yeah. I, I was convinced they were all musicians. I, I, in I my head, these Welsh guys are also all musicians. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wonderful. But there, I'm just imagining, mate. If you and me ever start a distillery, hello, Penn, 
Um, <laughs> and this is on our brand story. The page is going to be like, in 2014, two, <laughs> two morons sat in the red line and pineapple and joked about establishing a whiskey-based YouTube channel. Little did they know the, the journey they're about to embark on. You know, and then it would go on about how we started the distillery, you know, with the, with the recipe of like your grand, that great, great grandfather or something. I love that. We, should, we Yeah, I mean, the marketing's done there and then. It's done. I mean, it's that's, done that's, right there. Yeah. But here's the other bit to that. They dreamt of creating a whiskey as pure and precious as Welsh gold, represented today by Penderyn's gold seam, which is the flash of gold on their logo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see so, that. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Anyway, cool. yeah. So they, um, the company, they started the company, these guys in the pub, apparently. Um, they launched their company in 2000 as the Welsh Whiskey Company. Whiskey hadn't been distilled in Wales for about 100 years. It stopped in about 1894, apparently. Um, and Penderyn became the first whiskey to be manufactured in Wales in over a century when they launched their whiskey in 2004. Very nice. And apparently, it's still the only uh, whiskey produced in Wales at the moment. All right. So we've got a proper bottle of this. I can't remember who got it for me. I don't know if it was Dan Reese or if it was Danny Gruff, but I'm pretty sure a Welsh person called Dan got me this bottle of whiskey. Nice. Um, uh, and it, they, they do like the Welshness. They've got the big red dragon on it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I, what I find funny about the box is, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing this is for American tourists, right? <laughs> they've got a, that, yeah. <laughs> they have a map oh. of, of, of the British Isles, <laughs> of which, like, the whole of the British Isles is green, but Wales is gold. Right. Okay, I like that. Yeah. And Penderyn, Penderyn is marked on there. Yep. The only other place that's marked on there is... <laughs> London, England. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, just, I just find that really weird. Yeah. Just so, you know, they know where it is. Yeah. That, that's where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it, yeah. The, the Welsh are the most patriotic of people. Yeah, perhaps more so than the Scots. Like everyone we know who's Welsh uh, is ridiculously proud of being Welsh. So I was expecting when, when I, when we've told people that we, the Welsh people that I know that we were doing this, I was expecting them to be a little bit more forthcoming yeah. with some reviews and, and none of them have been none, none of them have been no which which surprises me for how astronomical uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say there but how hugely Welsh they are uh, well they might not know and, it's- and and whiskey drinkers and the fact that this is the only whiskey in Wales I just think that they're probably just fake Welsh people oh like the ones from Wrexham I'm looking at you Danny Gruff <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Dan Reese who represented England in half shove half penny and uh, and you rish app william oh, if yeah. that even is your real name anyway uh so should we uh yeah, should we suppose william with one l exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly there we go anyway this bottle has a cork yes i don't know i don't know if you heard that it's really quiet coming out of the bottle it's a like a dull low oh it's a thud isn't that? it it's a thud did you get any it's a thud it's a thudder it's a thudder yeah. it's a thudder it's a, it looks more like a wine bottle i'm not gonna lie it but, does um, it does I was saying, um, you mentioned the uh, the dragon plastered all over it. Yeah. It's actually, uh, it's one of three of Pendarin's dragon range. They have the Celt, oh, okay. which I'll explain later in why it's special. And they have the Legend, which is finished in Madeira casks. And I've the, had that one. And Myth, which is finished in other ex-bourbon casks. So Excellent. But this one's finished in peat, peated casks. But uh, Interesting. Yeah. It's very, on the eyes, Nick, this is the lightest whiskey we have had yet. Yes. Um, uh, it, it's a very well hydrated um, pee. <laughs> yeah. It's almost, it looks like white wine, especially in that bottle oh, yes, as well. Yes, it does. Yeah, it really does. If you were to put a, a white wine label on that bottle, someone would drink that by mistake as yeah. white wine. Yeah, totally. So we, uh, should we give it a pour? Yeah, yeah. Well, I already, I no, you already have. Look at that. He's, he's yeah, gone yeah. ahead. I, I got out. So, so what, whilst we're, Getting ready to, to try this, Nick. Tell me a bit about what makes the Celt special as one of their free Dragon Range whiskies. Don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> it's uh, well, it's a single malt, of course, so it's 100% malted barley. Um, there's no age statement on this, but I've read that it's somewhere around six years it's been in there. Interesting. Um, so, so a young one, similar to uh, yeah. the, the Cotswolds. The yes, story was quite young. But after those six years, yeah, in ex-bourbon barrels, right, um, which I'll go on to later, but after that, it spends about, again, I've read apparently about six to 12 months in smaller quarter casks, which have previously held Isla peated whiskey. 
Interesting. So it's not peated barley, which you might be able to smell. It's the actual going into the peated casks after. Wow. Yeah. And I've also wow, read wow. some, it's a rumour that it's uh, Laphroaig casks. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Because apparently they're the only ones who use quarter casks up there. But again, so I can't not- confirm it, but that's yeah. the what I've been investigating today. Mm. On the nose, Nick, this is one of my favourite we've, we've nosed. Oh, that's quite, it's fruity. It's got a fruity it's got number. A gr- yeah, it's really, really nice on the nose. Yeah. I got um, yeah. apple sauce first time I sniffed <gasps> this. Yes. Yeah, you know. Yes. Have this with yes. A, you could have this with a bit of pork. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's on a amazing. Sunday with a bit of roast pork. Oh, Nick, that's, that's a great note. That is a great note. On oh. the box, it says about um, warm marmalade on toast. Yeah. It does, have, it does have a marmalade citrusy vibe to it. I don't know if you've picked up on that. Yeah, I got that. Oh, yeah. yeah but no, often often I find that the taste notes on the box, box and bottles to be way off. But that one is bang on the money for me. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can pick up the little bit of um, the briny peat, the Lafroy peat. tiny bit. Yeah. yeah may, again, it is subtle because it's not, but it's not the barley. It's the, you know, it's, the, it's just yeah. the cask. To, to me, it's just really fruity. A bit of spice in there. Um, and I, I'm enjoying on the nose. This is just beautiful, absolutely yeah, beautiful. So nice. I'm gonna gonna give it a little taste, if that's cool. all right, Nicholas. While you're having the taste, I'll explain the bourbon barrels they use are mostly Buffalo Trace. Um, mm. Yeah, ex Buffalo Trace, but they also use uh, sometimes Evan Williams bourbon barrels. Now that's interesting because Evan Williams is a bourbon, yes, and he was from Wales, of course. So he left Wales and went and was one of the founding kind of fathers of bourbon, apparently, out in the States. He went to the promised land, Dave. Nice. Yeah, so Evan Williams, of course. He's from Wales. So Good. there you go. Good. Like that. Yeah. Like that. Um, Nick, I, I, this is delightful. I think you've had this before at mine. I think you've had some of this before. This is really nice. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Mm. Tell you what, when I had a little sip earlier. When it first hit my tongue, I had this kind of real fizz on the tip. Just the yes. tip. It was almost vinegary, but not. It was like this... No. It was kind of a strong, yeah, on the tip of my tongue. I wasn't sure if I burnt my tongue or not when I had it. No, it is nice. It's really sweet. Uh, that, that first taste is really quite sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get the smokiness at the end. Yeah. Oh, this, this is, it's just got so much flavour in this. I really like this one. Um, it's quite strong. I don't know what the percent. It's forty-one percent, but it, it it feels stronger than that. Yes, for our American listeners uh, in the states, it's forty-three percent for some reason. Oh, interesting. So yeah. a different export. Yeah. Um, I guess that's because it's a young one. The ethanol it is more. It's not as refined. It's not as refined. So it's yeah, it won't be as smooth. The burn isn't bad. It's a good burn. Yeah, it's a good burn. One thing I'm getting, which I got from the Connemara, is that sooty peat finish. That sooty, oh yes, the sooty smoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you got a bit ash, kind of an ashy smoke at the end, which is the yeah, yeah same in the Connemara. Yeah, no, I I really like this. This is this is. Do you know what I I like it again because similar to the the Cotswolds, and and the, what we tried it from Jap- Japan. It's not a, it's not just the and the Swedish stuff. It's not just a Scotch. Yes, it's not it's not just a replica of another Scotch which we we've had before. This is its own unique. Uh, thing, yeah, completely right, um, and I really like it. I love the fact they haven't put any diet, you know, they haven't put any coloring in it. Yeah, it's that yeah, yeah, color. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Fantastic. It's yeah, it's got that small company vibe to it as well. I don't know if it's been bought by any, anyone else, but that kind of small batch. I don't know if it's small batch, but that kind of uniqueness. Yeah, they do a lot. They've got a big range actually. This is kind of thing. They're like their entry range. They're all single malts. They do a load of other spirits as well. Um, but yeah, from the single malts, this is kind of their their entry range. But they've got a load of other ones. In in other words, Nick, I like this. I haven't got anything other to say that I like this. The other thing no. I would say is everyone. I know I gave my our Welsh my Welsh friends a bit of a ribbon earlier. Um, all of my Welsh friends who have been to the distillery have all said it's a great day out. Right. Uh, okay. Visiting them, and, and in fairness, on the box, they're they're kind of fairly noticeable in the box is saying visit us Pandaren Distillery is home to a range of world cast and award winning spirits we welcome visitors um, and they, they do tours I don't know how they're doing in, in, in current times 
but for sure it's one that I look forward to being out to visit um, because I've I've had the legend as well and that was a great whiskey I actually think I preferred that to this one if, yeah. if my memory serves me correctly so yeah they're doing good things out there aren't they they are doing re- good things they are just reading their distillery shop is reopened from August 31st okay cool um, so yeah it looks like they are doing stuff. Yeah, look on their website, everyone, if you want to go. If it, apparently it sounds quite good. Um, Excellent. Yeah, loving it. I'm, 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 you know why I'm happy, though, Dave, is um, I didn't have to read any Welsh words, really. Oh, yeah. Um, because <laughs> after last week's, you know, Suntory time, um, <laughs> I was looking for a bit of a break this week. Yeah, God, if, if, you'd had to, if you had to read Welsh words, you'd be in serious trouble as <laughs> no. well. I mean, I'm uh, just trying to read the name of the valley. It's Penderyn in the Sinon Valley, but that's probably not how you say it. It's in the Brecon Beacons. I can say that bit. Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. in South Wales. It's no in South Welsh. Wales. No Welsh. <laughs> yeah, South Wales, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Cross the bridge. Finished. Cross the bridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not, not far from Cardiff. No. <laughs> Things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my favourite sting. That's my favourite sting. Oh. Love that one. Don't you love that one? Don't you love that one? The way it goes yeah, like that? Yeah. The way it goes like that? Oh, God. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. The, the You've probably done something there in the edit. No, no, no I have no idea. One being very vague. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Anyway, Nick, uh, I haven't spoke to you all week. What have you been up to? What have I been doing? I've, well, I've been pretty much just sat here, Dave, editing really? future episodes of, of this show. Um, yes, I've been editing a couple of episodes of our special reserve you know, shows which will be going out. We one will be on episode twenty six, and I've also been editing the epic episode twenty five, which is next epic. week. Epic, yeah. You were there. You remember epic how show. epic it was? It was. Well, I mean, we we filmed this just just around the same time as episode eighteen. So this is quite a few weeks back now. Yeah, uh, but this was for our. Uh, we did it. We did a live Zoom show for our Patreon subscribers. We did. Yeah. Um, thanks very much to everyone who turned up, and and it's coming out next week. We had two special guests. Yeah. Well, uh, three three really? special three. guests. Yeah. Well, Dean DeChoso, two Jess special, Mews, and, and, and Danny. And, <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Uh, our Welsh mate Dan. Yeah. Very on topic there, but uh, yeah, it was it was great, and and although um, yeah, Nick and I are both musicians, and this lockdown's been difficult for us. Financially, mm. so if, our, our patrons mean a lot to us because they're helping us out. So, uh, well, they help us do this. Thank you. You know, help us. Yeah, exactly. Do this, otherwise we can't do it. Um, really. Um, so, 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 I'm, I'm not begging. I'm gonna. I'll say that again. I am begging. Uh, <laughs> if if you enjoy our show, um, please do go and check out our Patreon page. Or, or if you don't want to do that, don't want to get involved in that, you can also just give us a one-off donation as well. That's, that's yeah, very much appreciated. If, I'll let Dave do the begging. I just, uh, I just um, sit here and do the sitting. Yeah, it's, it's what. I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we had a few people exactly. back, didn't we? And um, we had our Patreons yeah. actually give their tasting notes on the show. Tasting notes. It was, um, so it was a in. really great night. I had a great, a great time night. that night. I hope, I hope we get to do it again. Uh, yeah. I hope I hope it's not been too much work for you this week. But uh, No, it's been good. I mean, we, yeah. It was a mammoth undertaking. Yeah, it lost about two yeah. hours. The actual show's down to about 55 minutes. So it's a good good length too. Special. Mike yeah. McFly turned up as well. You know, he came back for the party. <laughs> He'd be gone for a while, yeah. but he came back. Yes, he, he did um, come back. He did come back. Yeah, but it's great that, to have him back. It will, well, I don't know. It will be his last appearance because I will be killing him. Um, <laughs> that's it. Twenty five. It's his. It's his final shurah. 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 Final hurrah. <laughs> Is that a thing? A shurah. Wasn't she was an email? So, well, what? That's Shira. Well, Wally yeah. Shurah was a national. So uh, <laughs> here we go. Save it for your other thing that's coming up, Dave. <laughs> save it, save it. Anyway, um, what have you been up to this week, Dave? Well, we're, we're launching Space and Things this week. So, oh. uh, yeah, new podcast. New podcast is coming out very soon, appropriately. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, if, ho- hopefully it sh- uh, the, the trailer should be up now, so you can go and hear what I'm up to with, uh, with Emily Carney. Hopefully we'll get her on here as well, so people can at least be introduced to her. Um, and, and the first pod goes up on Thursday. Um, so two days time from when this comes out. So space and things. Look for it on all your favourite podcast platforms. I will. I will. Uh, end of advert. I went camping this week in Dartmoor. Dartmoor is stunning. I didn't realise yeah. how beautiful it is. Uh, the first night there was a severe weather warning and I was in a tent. It was delightful. Mate. Uh, we still had some of the most wonderful countryside 
uh, explored it. I've got the biggest blister on my little toe. Yeah. It's it's like I've got a tumor on my little toe. It's it's crazy. It's the it's double Ouch. the size of it. Anyway, yeah. that's what I've been up to. But just before I went, uh, you and I on m- Monday night managed to do an interview with none other than Mary Spender. Mary Spender. Mary Spender. How did we get Mary Spender? We got Mary Spender. How, we get, how the hell did we get Mary Spender? We got Mary Spender. I, I don't, well, our, our friend of the pod, Rish, uh, has, has connected us with the wonderful Mary Spender, who is one of the most exciting musicians out there at the moment. She, she I think she would call herself a YouTube musician. Maybe not. Maybe she wouldn't call herself that, but she is a YouTube musician. A YouTuber's, if someone says YouTuber to some, to you, you get the, you know, you think of vloggers or uh, makeup tutorials or gamers and stuff like that. But there's a whole music community on there as well. Yeah, there is. Uh, and she very much belongs to it. Um, and she's a singer-songwriter in her own right that releases her own material, but also makes videos about the process and about all things guitar and audio related. Uh, and they're all wonderfully put together and she's extremely talented. I could listen to her talk all day long. Um, so we're going to present this little first part of this interview to you now. We start off, I go right back to the start and I asked her about her first EP before she really got involved with YouTube. She released an EP, it's on Spotify, called Faux Americana uh, back on 2014. And I thought I had to ask her uh, about this because obviously I'm in that Americana thing myself or I don't know what it is. So I thought I'd start with this question. <laughs> What do you define as Americana? Um, I mean, probably not an English girl from Salisbury playing <laughs> fake Americana, but hence, hence, hence the foe in yeah. front in front of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I love Americana music. I love bluegrass. Um, and at the time, you know, I feel like it was like a decision to put myself in a bit of a box, um, the genre box. And um, yeah, it was kind of like um, America inspired I'd recorded two of the tracks in the US um just on this kind of kind of like fateful night and um yeah it just kind of inspired the title but it was sort of like a post EP title that I you know plastered on it <laughs> yeah that, that, that's that's uh that's fair enough I know what you mean I, I I'm working at Americana world but I couldn't be any more English if I tried when I sing <laughs> So it's it's one of those like does this work Briticana? That doesn't sound good. So I'm always <laughs> always trying to think of that. Um, but I've been looking at uh, at your Spotify today just to just to get myself up to date, and I've noticed that you have released six songs in the last year, all with very similar artwork. I'm guessing it's to do with the Lone Wolf thing. They've all been mm-hmm. singles. They're all very good. Is there plans for a Mary Spender album, or is this are, are you embracing the new model of releasing singles and only singles? Um, I'm embracing the new model, not because of it being a a bit of the fashion now, um, more because it's manageable for an artist like me, where I am completely like self-funded and, Mm -hmm. and, um, sort of distribute myself through DistroKid and then do all the content around it. So, I mean, when I, I came away uh, with Lone Wolf after a bit of a road trip again about around America, a road trip, more of a plane trip. Um, and when we, you know, used to be able to travel and, uh, I just sort of picked up my favorite musicians some of my friends and just got them to play on, on the record and then came home and just sort of put it all together. Um, but I was really proud of it being a bit of a concept album. Like it was, you know, it has a beginning, middle and end. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to put that out and then for it just to be done. I really liked dragging it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did like, uh, I, I still sell physical CDs. I know that's shocking to quite a lot of people, but I, I still sell them and I sign every single one off my website. And it just felt kind of nice to be like, look, you can buy this record in the traditional format that we all grew up with and it will get to you uh, before it, you know it's even been fully released online. Um and it just sort of sparked quite a lot of attention from my very loyal fans. So it didn't, it didn't matter that it wasn't going to sell hundreds of thousands of copies. Mm-hmm. It was more just like, can I please uh, these people um, and give them something cool? And even if they don't even have a CD player, uh, it will come out on all their platforms, but they'll have something signed and physical and they'll be supporting me um, and they'll, they'll basically support the record being made yeah. uh, in doing so. So that was kind of like the thought process behind it. 
I think I would probably only do similar things to that now. I, I would love to disappear and and make a 10-track album, but the content that I want to also produce is, it just it wouldn't work well. Um, me either disappearing or uh, just coming out with a big thing and then it just being done instantly. It just... It just doesn't work that way anymore. And I'm I'm not too sensitive about how it used to be. Yeah. I'm just like, do people get to listen to the songs and can they get mm. it in the formats that they want to be able to get it in? That's that's more what I care about than just releasing it all in one go. Yeah, I've been yeah. talking to quite a few people recently and that seems to be that the way forward. You may record an album and release it as an album physically that people can... Mm as you say your loyal your loyal um followers can can buy but online you're going to drip drip feed it and, and make sure that you do a good release for every song on there potentially every single yeah. song on the album all these yeah. new songs i really really love how stripped down they are it's like you're a trio yeah yeah, yeah. well quartet because there's an extra guitarist so ratchel played extra guitars yeah right okay every now and then i can definitely pick out some extra stuff but i was like for, on the whole it's really minimalistic really mm-hmm. highlighting the song and the quality of the playing. The musicianship is is absolutely amazing. Were they all recorded at the same time and in the same studio? No, not at all. So started out, um, I kind of went on a bit of a, I, I left my day job last February to pursue the YouTube channel full time. And um, I went on this sort of America trip. So I started off in, where did I start off? Chicago. Um, kind of came up with the idea there and formulated the the songs um sort of finished them I'd written them beforehand but sort of really like put them all together then I I actually had to go to LA for a funeral of a friend and while I was there I was like I really want to make music um for my sake and and you know for the whole situation and just through friends I met this amazing drummer called Beth Goodfellow and and she'd played on one of my then favourite records um, by Boy Genius. And it just happened that she was not on tour at that time, booked a studio, uh, got her in. We played through five songs in one day, Um, just the two of us. I was sort of staring at each other through a window. Mm. Um, She'd heard a few demos beforehand, but uh, really we sort of um, cracked the songs in, in the studio together. Then I took those stems and... Where did I go next? I went LA and then I went to Nashville um, and Atlanta and sort of formed a relationship with Rhett Schull, who's now, you know, got an incredibly successful YouTube channel. And he sort of played through one of the songs and he was just jamming over it. And it was just exquisite slide playing, um, killer guitar tone. And I was like, dude, I'm not so sensitive that I have to be the only one playing guitar on this record. Will you add guitars? And he was like, yeah, leave the stems with me. So left the stems with him. But then in the meantime, went and got um, bass guitar parts from Adam Neely in New York and just kind of like ended up coming home with a record kind of in pieces, um, had to sit here and edit it and and then send it off for mixing. But yeah, it was just kind of like a really nice way of collecting these songs that were about this sort of one situation and just getting some of the best musicians um, and, you know, my friends essentially to play on it. Um, yeah, that sounds but great. yeah, it's yeah. very stripped back. Yeah. But uh, then it's also kind of like, it's just the traditional setup. It's just, it's just a rock band as well. So it sounds stripped back now when everyone's doing all these mad production techniques, but actually it's just, it's just the same old format that you could, has existed. You could get up on stage and it could sound exactly the same as the record. Exactly. And yeah. oh God, I hope we can do that one day. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's interesting about what you just said, in our last episode, Nick and I talked about recording studios we've we've worked in and we were talking about Los Angeles, Atlanta and Nashville. And they were the three yeah. places you just, yeah, you yeah. just, you just mentioned. Are, do you have a, a wish list recording studio wise or have you recorded in any amazing studios already? Or do you just do it now that we, as we don't really need studios, but because we all do it at home. It, mm. Are you precious about recording studios? Um, There's definitely a romantic side behind them, isn't there? Like, is it is it Lady Electric? Electric, electric, yeah. electric Lady, my yeah, God. Yeah. 
I know that some of my favorite records have been made there. Um, but yeah, I'm not so sensitive about it because I've never been able to afford them. Mm. So, um, <laughs> although it would be great to go one day and, you know, spend a day, it's, it's not like I'm going to book it out for the next six weeks and, and go and record my pièce de résistance or whatever. Like <laughs> that's just not going to, I'm not ever going to be able to afford that. Um, because, but then, you know, I have the beauty of being able to do quite a lot at home, uh, email people and get them to do a lot. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really tough. I don't want them to go out of business, but it's, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to afford that. It's hard to justify it now. I mean, there are a few independent studios that I just love. Uh, so Hotel Earth in LA is just like, it's just owned by Theo, who who's the engineer and he, he runs it. And it's just a cool vibe. Um, he gets great sound um, there. He's recorded some really phenomenal stuff. So why not support the independent guys too when they're just, yeah. they're trying to do their thing. So yeah, I did though. And this was kind of like my film nerd coming out. Um, I did get to go to Skywalker Ranch oh, in January. Very and cool. That, Amazing. That really blew my mind. Um, so yeah, I got to be on the sound stage where obviously quite a lot of films have been scored. And yeah, that was that was phenomenal. That was a real experience. You voiced a character recently in the Adult Swim show, 12 Ounce Mouse. Wasn't that for that? Yeah. Um, I recorded most of that remotely, um, but right. then just got to go and witness them actually mixing the sound at Skywalker. Um, right. So I got to, I, I did get a sneaky play around as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, yeah, they, they were mixing the sound there because that's, that's TV for you. They have, they have the budget to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, just wandering around that space and just being like, oh my God, who has walked these halls? And yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Whiskey! So that's the first part of our interview with Mary Spender. You can hear more of that later on in the show where we will talk more about her voiceover work. Yeah, 12 Ounce Mouse. It was crazy, crazy that she got involved in that. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, she's, she's wonderful, isn't she, Nick? She is, mate. And um, smart girl too, because, you know, who spends loads of money going into studios these days, Dave? <laughs> you know. Don't. Um, when she was saying all that, mate, I was sitting there thinking, <laughs> do I tell her what I'm doing next? Do I tell her? <laughs> When all the um, mics were turned off, I yes. did tell her. Yeah, we had a chat about uh, it yeah, after, and, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and she seemed very, very excited by it and, and said she wants to come to Abbey Road to experience that. So, uh, <laughs> no, not excited, Dave. She was amazed you were even going to attempt it. That was more <laughs> the vibe I was getting. The, yeah, really? Yeah. Really? Can, can I come and vlog that? Can I come and vlog that? Because that seems like the most crazy thing I've ever heard anyone do, I think, was something along the lines yeah. what she said anyway yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah she's she is great and as i say more coming up from her anyway it's whiskey god time isn't it nick it is whiskey god time well where is he then where is he come on dude we haven't got all day there he is how you doing mate how you doing buddy hello gentlemen i'm resplendent and ready resplendent resplendent, <laughs> resplendent. resplendent. good word does the, the thesaurus not have another word for ready anyway? Clearly, he's had his old factory in his thesaurus this week, Dave. My <laughs> lengthy lexicon has always been of a superlative standard. And if my old factory has been recently immersed into anything, well, <laughs> then it's been a Glencairn glass. And by the way, that old factory joke... He's already getting old. You're old. Yes, gods <laughs> usually are, you f***ing cratons. Wow, you, wow. That's some anger there. Serious anger. Is that word out of the dictionary in the thesaurus? <laughs> you could have thought you could have come up with something better than that. Oh, I'm touchy, shocked. Touchy. I'm shocked and appalled. I'm glad I'm having a couple of weeks off from you, sir, <laughs> with that tongue. Good Lord. Okay, then. Well, you know, keep it clean, yeah? But could you uh, give us your tasting notes, please, on the Penderin Kelt Single Malt Welsh Whiskey? The Penderin Kelt Single Malt Welsh Whiskey. Tasting notes. On the eyes. Lightened, almost clear honey. 
the nose, tangy notes from young apples, some citrus fruits, toasty biscuits or pastry with honey. On the palate, the use of peated casks has imparted some interesting flavors here. The smokiness of the peat has a little earthiness and brine to it. The orchard fruits from the nose light the stage with that tang and strong orange citrus to go with it. Oaky and smoky, you may get a bit of clove in the nostrils. On the finish, long, earthy, peaty. The orchard tanginess waves goodbye, waving flags of smoke and spiciness, like that of black ground pepper. Overall, a very interesting whiskey indeed. It seems to carry strong stories of living in ex-Isle peated malt casks well into its genes, as the peaty smoke is quite present on the palate. However, this still is a refreshing and light whiskey. The fruit notes, the tangy sweetness make this a unique and welcome perspective on a smoky scotch. The Pandaren Celt Single Malt Welsh Whiskey. Ta-ta. Well then. Well Ta-ta. Then. There you go. Thanks, God. Yeah. Thank what you. did you pick out of there, Dave? What did you pick out? Nothing really, mate. Be brutally honest. Earthiness and brine to it. I think that's a little touch of Lefroig Pete he's got there. And um, he also mentioned oaky and smoky, which to me sounds like a couple of Blue Peter pets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oaky and smoky I can definitely get as well. On a, on a, <laughs> <laughs> as well as being pets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> talking of pets, why why are so many dogs named Alfie? Just digressing slightly. <laughs> It's the first one in the pet book, isn't it? It begins with letter A. That's what it is. So people, people have no imagination. Yeah. I saw, so like, when we were camping this week, so many people, Alfie! And then a dog comes scuttled along. Oh, right, okay. Oh. Poor, right. poor people called Alfredo. Alfredo. Anyway. Alfredo, good. Well, there we go. Um, sweet. Um, <laughs> Welcome of course, to another episode of Dave Digresses. Yes. Whiskey God will be back with us next week in the special number 25. Um, he will be. He will be. He will so, be. So uh, tune in for that. That's me clicking because I'm cool. Good clicking, Nick. Good clicking. Anyway, should we uh, hear more <laughs> from Mary Spender? I'd love to. It's a good little segment, this. <laughs> Tell us more about that 12-ounce mouse show. How did that come about? Through YouTube. Um, just uh, luckily, Matt Malero, the creator, um, they'd had two seasons running like 2005, 2006, and then they all moved on to different projects and Adult Swim just, you know, I, I don't know why a third season wasn't commissioned then, but it was brought back for a third season. Uh, well, they sort of commissioned it about two, three years ago. And he just happened to need me to be a character. Um, and he was kind of like writing it along the way too. Um, so I'm not sure when he had the first episode, he knew that my character was going to survive or, you know, be in it till episode 10. Um, but turned out that I was in pretty much every episode and yeah, just, I'm now, a, I've now got an IMDB credit, which is really <laughs> mad. <laughs> but I need to, I haven't even like uploaded my, my like profile picture or anything because I'm like, I'm not an actor. I don't have a headshot. You are now. <laughs> You are now, Mary. Yeah, I am now, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be a diva because of it too. <laughs> Amazing. Was that a lot of fun, that process? It was. It was um, really interesting. Obviously, you're not with anyone else. You're just, uh, I just had Matt on Skype and um, he just talked me through the lines and he sort of read with me and then I just recorded here at Brighton Electric and then we just sent the stems off and yeah, and then seeing it, I haven't even seen all of it. Um because the first episode was, I was able to access that by VPN. Um, but the other ones, I just haven't gotten hold of them yet. So the whole series is aired and I haven't, haven't caught up with it. Um, but I've seen obviously quite a lot of it through the process and it's just yeah. badass and really strange seeing your voice being spoken by a cartoon, like 
really cool, really unique. Yeah. And those adult swim cartoons, they've definitely got a character to them, haven't they? Very special they're kind of crude animation, insane. but they're awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, it made no sense, like the whole thing. It was just, it, it does have a storyline through it, but it was, um, it's like this weird mystery. Oh, it's just mad. It's absolutely mad. He's so imaginative. Yeah. I, I can't think that way. Was that the same guy who did Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Is that right? Yeah. That's uh, another one. Absolutely ridiculous concept, but amazing. You know. Yeah, and that ran for what, like twelve years or something insane. Mm. So yeah, he's um he's pretty uh, creative. I bet when you started uh, your YouTube channel back in was it two thousand sixteen? Mm-hmm. I bet that was something you didn't think that within four years you'd have an IMDb page and uh, a credit as a as a voiceover artist. Not at all. It's why I encourage everyone to do YouTube because I'm like you just never know who's watching. Even if you have a thousand people watching a video, which is obviously a lot of people. Um, you never know who those people are. You never know what kind of email you're going to get in your inbox. Um, mm. And you never know what kind of like dreams you didn't realise you had um, until they're offered to you. And you've already got the job as well. Like it's like it skips past the audition process. Oh yeah, of course. You yeah, already get course, the job. Yeah. So um, just let those emails come in and just keep putting out content and just showing your personality and stuff. People, people will love it. You've had quite a journey vlogging your YouTube uh, videos from 2006 which interview or collaboration springs to mind as a highlight um I mean the the Andersons guys uh sort of invited me on their channel when I I didn't really have anything other than I guess singing and playing guitar uh to bring to the table because I had like 3,000 subscribers myself and they kind of gave me a, a big sort of leg up and and then um the biggest collaboration and and kind of the biggest adventure was flying to Norway and uh, collaborating with Leo Maracchioli, who runs a channel called Frog Leap Studios. And that video where we did a metal cover of Sultans of Swing um, yeah, has yeah. just gone Good. over like 26 million hits. And so all these things, Good like Lord. it's just madness. Um, but they're all like a steady build as well. But then I get to collaborate with so many different people, whether it's through podcasts on the, on the channel or just sort of like, uh, some other stuff that I've, you know, sort of plans we have in future. And, um, I've just collaborated with, uh, she is a YouTuber, but she's also an electronic producer and we just collaborated on an Ableton course. So like, that's really cool. And we did it all remotely during lockdown and it's weird and wonderful. And, um, it's just cool learning something new and, and then sharing that. So yeah, it's all about collaboration for me in this sort of space. You were quite late to, to, to the YouTube party really though, weren't you? 2016, because it means it's been, it's been going around for a while now. And it certainly since 2000 and uh, well, 13, 14, it's been really hard to launch yourself on it. So, to, so the fact that you've had success, um, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm wrong in that, but my understanding is it's, it's getting a lot harder to play the YouTube game uh, than it than it was back in the old days. I think it's always been difficult. I think um, if you've been around on it since 2013 and been consistent absolutely every week with interesting content of, of videos like 10 minutes or more, like if you've done that, I, I, I haven't seen anyone who's done that and not grown an audience. Yeah. Um, it just sort of doesn't really matter about size, but like I haven't seen anyone that has failed by doing that sort of that sort of thing. Um, I was a bit late to the party, but then also like people now are, are sort of saying it's difficult now and it was difficult then. And I'm just like, I, I really think there's enough room for everybody. It's yeah. just like, are you willing to sit at home for three years and have no one watch? Yeah. Um, because that's the difficult thing, not the actual mm. growing the YouTube channel. Um, I ha I've actually had my account since 2006, right? so I'm even later to the party because I still only had 300 subscribers at, you know, 2016. So it took me 10 years to get my 300. So, uh, if that makes anyone feel better, then um, <laughs> that's also a, a good thing. But yeah, I think 2015 was kind of like the, the real tipping point where people started building businesses out of it, um, mm -hmm. because they changed, you know, the monetization stuff mm -hmm. and, people started vlogging more frequently. Um, but yeah, and then I just saw that and I was like, oh, I, I'm interested in making movies, so I will. 
Which which brings nice. me on nicely to if you had to choose between video stuff and music stuff, which would you choose? Oh man, it's probably controversial. I'd probably choose videos. Interesting. I know. <laughs> I've just shocked myself. I love songwriting, <laughs> but if songwriting had to be private, um, I would probably keep that to myself rather than keeping videos to myself. Right. Um, I'd much prefer videos to be like the public thing. But then, mm. you know, luckily right now, touch wood, I don't have to give up either. No, no, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless just... you guys know something that I don't know. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Def- definitely not. I reckon in all aspects of life, I know nothing that you don't know. Uh, so this, um, this is a whiskey podcast uh-huh. uh, and things. So you are our special guest today, which is wonderful. But we, we do have to ask, do you drink whiskey? I do. Excellent news. Excellent. Really, only recently, I went to Ireland last November, um, and I was sort of like introduced to it really kindly. Um, there was this beautiful Rowan Co thing, which I think has actually kind of been picked up over uh, here. Where Where are you guys both based? I'm London. You're London. I'm in Manchester. Yeah. Okay. So I think if. I'm wondering where it's actually held, but Rowan Co is just like, it's, it, I think it's like a spin off of one of the bigger companies, but they're trying to make it look a bit more boutique you know? Um, yeah. I went to this event, they gave us, uh, you know, a tasting and it was just like really subtle. And then I've just been drinking it ever since. And particularly through lockdown, it's just like <laughs> lovely to have at my side while I'm working. Um, yeah, I know that feeling, but yeah. yeah. Careful. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't beforehand. I was much more of a beer drinker, which I also still am. But now whiskey is just like, I mean, it's... It's creeping it's, in. Uh, it's creeping in, definitely. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. Ah, Nick, she drinks whiskey as well. She oh, drinks whiskey There you go. Well. Wise words there for Mary. Put yourself out there. You never know who's going to be listening. Oh, yeah. I found that bit really, really interesting. Um, it makes me feel bad that we stopped our YouTube show after a year as well. Did you not get that pang of... Uh, you have to... She's, when she said, you have to put up... You have to oh, be willing yeah. to put up with three years of no one, no one watching and we stopped after a year. Yes. But, uh, never mind. Never but mind. Never mind, eh? We've we now got to look forward to three years of no one listening to this before maybe exactly. we get somewhere. So there we go. Exactly. So yeah, that was well, we interesting. We do that. That was awesome. That's really right, good to have her on. She's wonderful. Um, we, Mary is absolutely incredible. Uh, her Spotify I've had on most of the last week and there are some absolute bangers on there. Yeah. Uh, so we will add a few tunes to our Spotify playlist. Mm. Uh, so check that out. Yes. Uh, there's links in the doobity-boo. Yeah. Um, and uh, her YouTube channel is amazing as well. Like... I found out about her because there was this video she did. She went to a quiet room at the Shaw microphone place. Oh, yeah. Wherever that is. Yeah, it's this room where they test their microphones and it's like, it's quieter than the human ear can't hear, if you know what I mean. It's ridiculous. It's a great one. Go check it out. In fact, you know, you can find her on YouTube as Mary Spender. Um, You can find out more about her at maryspender.com. And on social, she's at Mary Spender on Instagram and Twitter. So pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Go hunt her down. Just, just seriously. Oh, she's also got a, a very active Patreon page. Um, so if you've enjoyed what you uh, what you find when you delve deeper into the world of Mary Spender, uh, go and check that out as well. Yes. Uh, she's also just Mary Spender on there. Yeah. Very um, hardworking and uh, deserves all the success she is receiving. Ridiculously talented as well. Ridiculously talented. Nice work, Mary. Thanks for coming on. Unbelievable. So, Nicholas... Uh, David. I, um, I put up our long list of whiskies we've got coming up on Facebook last week. I've also, in our Patreon, if you're our patron, I sent that out as well to you. Yeah. Um, there's, there's about 20-odd whiskies on our list at the moment that we've got ready to go for the next however many shows. It should see us up to episode 45-ish. Oh, dear. Oh dear. Uh, or or later than that, maybe maybe 50, if we, you know, which yeah. is crazy. Cra- this, crazy. So it's a old list. Because I've put that long list up, please, if you uh, would like to go and check that out, please, or if, or if you can't find that post, send, send us a message, a tweet or whatever. If we would love to hear your your tasting notes on any of the whiskies we've got coming up, don't worry about what order it is. If you there's anything from... 
the most basic blends uh, to some really tasty stuff as well. Some mm. expensive bottles in there as well, which were gifts for us, which was very nice. Mm. So um, yeah, go go and check out our long long list that we've got and. Uh, and let's know. But but next week, Nick, which whiskey are we doing next week? If people want to taste along next week, obviously we won't be able to include their notes next week because it's pre-recorded. It's already but done. It's in the can. It's already done. Finished it today. What is it? It's pretty good. It's the classic, Dave. It's our old friend. Oh yeah, Jameson Irish whiskey, the original. Jim Jameson. Jim <laughs> Jameson. Yeah, Magic Jim. It's not Jim, by the way. You'll find out. Joe, I may have this wrong, Nick. I think where I got Jim Jameson from, you know, the Baywatch theme tune. Some people stand in the dark. No, I don't know that one, no. Is that not by a Jim Jameson? I don't know. It's got an epic keyboard solo. I know that much. Just, just, um, can you can you quickly, while your computer's there, just Google Baywatch theme tune and, and who sung the Baywatch theme tune? I think it might be Jim Jameson. Oh! <laughs> Am I right? Songwriters, Jimmy Jameson. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. Jimmy. I'm sure he sings it as well. I'm sure that the, the file I had on my computer when I was younger that had that on was Jim Jameson. Anyway. Well, yeah. I, knew, I, knew, I knew I knew of a Jim Jameson. I knew that existed. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. It does have an, does have an epic My neighbours are loving me at the moment. Anyway. It's we'll, uh, incredible. Yeah. Anyway, go listen to that, people. Anyway, <laughs> that's, where, that's where that, yeah. So, yeah, t- tune in. Episode 25. Yes. Uh, live show with Jim Jameson and friends. And we, we have, Dean, as we said earlier, Dean DeChoso, Jess Muse and Danny Gruff. We're spoiling you next week. Oh, Absolutely great show. Absolutely spoiling you. Yes, yes, yes. No, it's a really good one. I'm, I'm proud of this episode. I finished editing it today and it's really quite fun. So yes, Smashing. it's a special thing. Special. Smashing. So we, yeah, we won't be doing another normal show until episode 27 now. So a few weeks off from us. So any of your correspondence over the next few weeks may take a few weeks to filter through. Mm-hmm. But, uh, thanks very much to everyone who has helped us out, all our Patreons, uh, anyone who's given us a donation. And just for listening, we love you all. We You're do. Wonderful. We do. Thank you very much. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. So yeah, cheers. Thanks, thanks for coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.